Hello, mamas and papas. You know the drill. Another week, another episode of Mama Relax. One thing that has allowed me to take so many risks in the last year, as well as think more clearly, has been organizing my finances. Just like exercising, meal prepping, or any other rituals you may have, it is crucial to include your finances in that bucket. In this episode, Milena and I share a bit about how we financially plan for the near and faraway future. This looks completely different for the both of us, as I'm sure it will look different for you. But it's always good to hear what others are doing so that you can take what works and what doesn't work for you or for your relationship when it comes to finances. We hope you enjoy it and let's get started. Hi, Milena. Hey. How are you? Pretty good. Excited to talk about something that I'm not really good at, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do our best. So I was the worst at this, like organizing my finances and not, you know, avoid like not living paycheck to paycheck. But I actually have been really good in the last two years and a half. So I want to say like, my big, big like wake up call was right after COVID. No, right before COVID, not after COVID, but like right, right when COVID started, I realized like people were losing their jobs and I was like, oh my God, that's now a real possibility. I can literally lose my job any moment. And like, I had no savings, like <laughs> no savings at all. And I wasn't making like bad money. I just didn't think I needed to save because I have that mentality of like, I don't know. I'm young and I don't, I rather just spend my money now and not worry about it later, you know, kind of girl. Yeah. I feel that I feel that's everybody. Like we, we have this dilemma of, okay, and if I, and if I die tomorrow, you know, I might as well enjoy today. But, and if I don't die tomorrow, then that's the problem of not saving money. Yeah. But you know, like I also realized at that point, so I read this really good book and I, I recommend, highly recommend you to read it. If you haven't, it's called, I will teach you to be rich by Rami Sethi. I don't know why I thought I I think I told you about it. Yeah, yeah, I bought it. I haven't yes. read it yet, but I did buy it. So that's a great book because one is really easy read and it, it it goes through like all the things and all the ways that you can like invest your money, how you should save for your 401k, all that, all that stuff. So I read that book and after that I took immediate action. And something I didn't realize until like, you know, COVID and reading this book was that. I gained so much more than just securing my future or having financial security. I literally now have so much more peace of mind because I know for a fact that I'm not going to struggle when I am in my, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s. You know, I feel like a lot of us don't think about the future, but because it's not here. Right. But I feel like once you know that your future is guaranteed and that you're not like going to be struggling, that gives you a peace of mind to the point where you can start actually enjoying your life now, because I've been there where I'm, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and I'm worried all the time. I was worried all the time. Like I didn't know how much money was in my account. 
I didn't know, you know, if I was going to have enough money to pay for a certain bill or if I had enough money to go to dinner. And it was all because I was just not organized with my money. Yes. And it's absurd that we don't learn that in school. That that's much more important than so many subjects that, you know, it's mandatory in school. I mean, subjects about how to live your life when you actually are living your life in the real world are very important. And kids should know this from like a very young age, like how to deal with credit cards. Like I got my first credit card. Okay. So I'm from Brazil and we don't have this concept of credit in Brazil. Like, like it works here. So when I moved here, I was 22 and of course I had no credit. Um, so I got my first credit card and it was like an $800 limit. No, I think it was 500. Um, and you know, I would put things here and there, but I was like so nervous about it. Like I didn't know really what to do with it. And then, um, and then I would like always save my money. And then I started using more credit card once, you know, I started making more money. I started using my credit card for more things. And then like, I digged such a hole for myself that it was literally took me like over 10 years to get out of the hole that like, I literally just paid my credit card like last year, like the big death credit card that I had. And it took me like taking money out of my retirement funds because I had like a, not a 401k, like a, yeah, 401k. I took money out of my 401k, paid like crazy amount of penalty because I wanted to just pay the credit card off because it's like quicksand. You know, the more you, yeah, the more you try, the more you're like sinking. And so I finally paid the credit card off. Um, But it's so hard to not use your credit card when you're leaving paycheck for paycheck. Yeah, so hard, so so hard. So you know, and during COVID, I read like a few books in finance, and I opened a Roth IRA immediately after um, a book about it. Like I opened a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. and I religiously contribute like the maximum amount every year, which is really not that much. It's like five hundred dollars a month, which I sacrifice on other things so I can put the money away because. I don't want to be, you know, an elderly person with no, um, with no cushion. No, you're never- absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. don't, you don't know how you're going to get to old age and like how you're going to be able to pay for things and things are just getting more expensive. Yeah, and you know, I just learned on your family, you know, and yeah, also something to think about it. And I also start investing in stocks, which is always something that I wanted to do. I have always wanted to do that since I'm a child. I always wanted to, but I was so afraid so during COVID, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I did it. I took uh, most of my savings and I put it in the stock market. And I did a lot of research before I start, you know, doing it. But I did it and and I have had great uh, returns on it. Yeah, it's amazing. I actually also started that um, again, like after I read this book, and, you know, my boyfriend's like super into that stuff. So like that was helpful, too, because he was able to like guide me like I don't have like, you know, a dad or, you know, like that was going to like guide me into how to like do all these finance stuff. So like a lot of it, I kind of have to like research myself and do myself, which I'm grateful for, because that's the way it should be. We shouldn't depend on anybody, a parent, a friend or anybody to do these things. But it was helpful that I had my boyfriend that helped me with all of that. And I feel like another thing that really like helped me a lot was just understand how important it is to live under like my needs. Like 
I kept getting promoted and I, in the, when I was younger, I would get promoted. And as soon as I got promoted, I was spending more money because I had more money to spend. But now as I'm older, I'm like, okay, I'm making more money, but I'm literally paying less than I was paying when I was like 25. And so, and that's helped me kind of like even feel a lot more comfortable because I don't feel like I'm sacrificing everything. And that's another thing. Like, it doesn't matter how much money you make. I feel like it's just people say like, oh, well, I make, I don't make a lot of money. So it's hard for me to save. Well, you need to find ways, one, to reduce things in your life that like, you don't need to have Hulu, Netflix, you know, Prime, you don't need to have all these things. Like you can narrow down those things. And then you need to also kind of open your mind and be like, okay, where, where are other areas that I can make money? Where can I make money so that I can live the lifestyle I want? Because I feel like a lot of people avoid saving money because they feel it's a burden, right? It's like, well, if I save money, then I won't be able to like go to dinner or go to a bar every weekend or something like that. But I feel like if you organize yourself enough financially, like you're able to enjoy it all. You're able to like live your best life and also save for the future or for the immediate, you know, future. Cause I'm, you do need a, an emergency fund, at least in my opinion, just in case. For sure. For sure. And you know, things happen in your life and that you of course don't plan up for and then you get screwed like so my dad he worked his whole life and um so he he was born and raised in a farm and then he you know moved to a city when he was 18 he joined the military and then he got into college and then he was like the first person ever in his family to like actually finish high school and go to college and he became a very successful man um in the bank uh, industry and so he and he's doing really great and then he decided to open his own financial uh business and then he had like really bad partners that made you know his business not very successful and then he opened a really successful restaurant and it was great my dad had the restaurant uh, for 15 years and he was very popular he made great money and then the economy in brazil like you know was not doing so great and a lot of other things happened at the same time which made my dad you know go bankrupt and that was awful because you know at this age that he thought that he was going to you know be harvesting all the seeds that he planted his whole life he ended up with nothing because he literally went bankrupted and he was so depressed because he had no money you know like now my dad uh he drives uber and that's how he make you know ends means and you and it's just like that's not what he planned for his future and he tried his very best but you know shit happens like literally shit happens and you know you know he has to to reorganize himself but it's so much harder to reorganize when you're like older than like right now like you're saying you know have different accounts for like different situations like this is like my like super emergency funds like something horrible happened like that's the only reason why i would go here we need that and i feel that you know my my parents kind of fail in their finances even though my dad was like really great i feel that there are some things that he didn't really did it right and that's why he ended up in the situation that that he did and, you know, we have to learn from our mistakes and, and then move on because what else are you going to do? But, you know, at, uh, at our younger age, we have more room for 
to make mistakes and to experiment and to also, you know, be more responsible and think ahead. Yeah. And I feel like it, the, lear- the younger you learn, right, to like save money, like the more time you have to like fuck up basically and enjoy your life and be the best. Yeah. Cause you don't have to worry about the money part where like now I feel like so secure. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, well I'm always putting money away. So I know I'm always going to be in a good place. No matter what I'm doing, I can still live my best life. And I honestly don't think that it depends of, on how much money I'm not rich, you know, but I've been able to like lower all of my expenses to a point where like, I do feel rich. Cause like, it's awesome. You yeah. know, but it's just the mindset. You have to have that mindset. And again, like stay true to yourself. I feel like don't take away your joy. Like if reprioritize, I do that a lot. Like I'm not one to like buy a bunch of clothes, you know, or I don't care about buying the last Gucci bag or things like that. For me, it takes more priority to like go in and splurge on a nice dinner. I like to try new places. So like I'll, I'll, I'm conscious of that. Like instead of buying clothes every week or every month or shoes and stuff like that. Like I'm more conscious of like, oh, well, I'm going to save my money for going out because that's really what I enjoy doing. Um, I, I'm more of an experienced person, you know, or like traveling. I love that. I never want to be limited to traveling, but I know that I have to cut on other things in my life. We recently moved um, to our condo and like, obviously a lot of things we needed to buy new. So I knew that, okay, for the next few months, like my money's going to go towards a lot of like buying things for the condo. So I'm going to have to like, you know, not go out and eat as much, you know, or maybe I can't travel as often as I'd like or things like that, because right now this is my priority. So I feel like if we're able to prioritize or reprioritize what we enjoy the most and what we want at the time, then it I never feel like, oh my God, like I don't have enough money. Like I'm saving all this money and, you know, I I'm suffering. No, it should never feel like that. And also change your mindset around it. I feel like once you change your mindset about money and you understand that there's so much money to go around for everyone, like money just appears out of nowhere. Like it's never an issue. It's when you start worrying about where it's going to come from and like how you're going to make your next paycheck that you start getting, you're blocking yourself. You're blocking that energy and that flow to like come through you. Exactly. And this is not like hippie talk, you know, it's like everything in in the world is made of energy, which this really sounds like hippie talk, but I have a point. So, you know, as long as you have an intention, which you can call a goal or whatever that is that you want to call, but as long as you have an intention, you like, things around you is going to start happening in a certain way for you to reach your goal, you know, like be truth to your intention. So like if your intention is to be more responsible about money, you're going to start doing things to be more responsible with money. You're going to start doing research. You're going to start saving more. You're going to start spending money in, you know, like you're going to start spending less money, things that you don't need and doing more with your money, things that are going to set you up for success. So when you have the intention, okay, like this is what I want to do. And you start acting with discipline, things are going to start happening for you a hundred percent. Like think about a time in your life that you've decided that something was going to happen. I bet it did happen. Like you put your mind 100% in it, a hundred percent happened for sure. It did. I agree. And yeah. And I feel that also what helped me, like I was I was very 
agreeing with money. Like I just had no maturity with it. Like I didn't know what to do. I was just like, money really scared me because I was so afraid of not having enough, you know? So I started working too much and save money. And so to the point that like, I ended up with like three jobs and no time off. And then like every time that I have downtime, I feel stressed that like, oh my God, I should be working, you know, like I should saving for like a, a rainy day or something. Because I feel that my dad's story kind of traumatized me and I'm really afraid of being in that position ever in my life. And so, you know, of course I have to let go of the fear because me thinking about the situation is actually attracting that situation into my reality. So I just need to not think about that. But, you know, I also need to, you know, think that money is absolutely not everything because it really isn't. Money makes things easier for sure. People that say that money doesn't bring happiness, it's a liar because money does bring happiness. You know, when you throw money on a problem, the problem 99% of the time is simply gone. So yes, money does bring happiness and make life easier 100%. And I feel that what has helped me is um, budget. I never thought about budget before, but, you know, after doing some research, like I've been budgeting myself. So when I am um, out, like I have cash with me, like 20, 40 bucks, whatever it is. And like, this is it. Once this money is gone, I'm going home. I feel that when you go out with your credit card and you start drinking, you start having a good time. I was the first one to be like buying shots for everybody and like having a crazy bar tab. Cause when I'm having a good time, I want to keep on having a good time. And that would like super break my bank. So now like I have cash with me and I absolutely do not bring my credit card with me at all. If necessary, I will delete my uh, credit cards from my Apple Pay. So I know I'm not going to make something stupid. You know, I protect myself from myself all the time because again, when I'm having a good time, I want to keep on going. And so I did my cards from my Apple Pay when I'm going somewhere. So I know I'm not going to spend that money. I am, you know, I bring cash with me and it's like, okay, so for tonight, this is what's happening. And my budget is, let's say a hundred dollars. I have that cash with me. And once it's gone, it's gone. And that really, really has helped me like so much, so much. Yeah. And I love that because like my experience is so different. Like I, I like to emphasize like budgeting and saving money and the way that you save money, whether that's in a single status or like with a partner, it's so different and it seems so different for everyone. It has to work for you. And like, that's a great example that works for you. Like I am completely different. Like I pay all my bills. I make sure that I pay all my bills in the beginning of the month. So that means I am putting in my safe, my emergency fund. If I, if I need to, like, let's say that I, you know, I went down, I like to have like a certain amount in my emergency fund, um, at least three months of like my own monthly expenses. And again, that's different for everyone. If you have kids, if you have, that's different. Um, and you know, I make sure that my 401k is deducted immediately. My Roth RIA is deducted immediately that I'm investing immediately. Like everything is covered bills and savings and everything and whatever money it's left. I'm literally just spending. So like, I'm never worried that like my credit card is going to go off the whack, you know? And I also, I do, unlike, you know, unlike you, Mele, again, because every situation is different, I never use my debit card or I never take out cash, like ever. I use my credit card for everything. Like I have a credit card that gives me a lot of points. And with that, I've been able to like fly so many places for free. I've been able to, I bought my, my Apple, like my 
uh, Mac Pro for free. Like, so, you know, everybody's situation is different on how they save or how they see things. And like, you know, for big purchases, I've been able to use my credit card for so many, so many things that has saved me money in the long term, you know, but yeah, you have to know. And one thing that is very important, you should know how much you have on that account when you're out and about. Like I check my, my account on a literally on a weekly basis. I know exactly how much is on my account. I know how much money I have to spend. Like there's never like, oh, I'm surprised. Like I overdrew or something like that. No, because I'm already so organized and like take my, I know where my priorities lie that I'm never surprised about how much money I have or how much money I have to spend, you know? Yeah, for sure. I check my bank account daily. And my problem is that I I have a huge problem with discipline, like huge problem with discipline. I have amazing intentions, but I have a really, really hard time being disciplined about my intentions. So, you know, when I have have a credit card with me and I go out because of you know, I know myself and that's the thing, like you need to know yourself to know what's going to work best for you. So in my case, I know that what's work best for me is to protect myself from myself. So having cash is the only way that I know I am not going to, you know, put myself into a situation that I don't want to be in. And that's why I carry cash with me. But yeah, for sure. You know, if you are good with your credit card and you have discipline and if, you know, no means no to you, then like credit card is always a better option because, you know, if that is a transaction that you don't know that, you know, you can always cancel. It's like so much safer and you do get so many great rewards with it. Uh, 100%. And again, like Natalie said, you need to know yourself, like what works best for you. Um, I recently just got married and we haven't joined our finances yet. Like I, I don't know. We, we of course share bills and things like that, but we have our bank accounts separately as per right now. Maybe that would change in the future, but I feel like right now, because, you know, my husband, he's not great with money either. So um, I feel that we are both learning mostly through mistakes, but I feel that until we are very comfortable and until we, we done, until we do a better job, uh, we both feel more comfortable, like having our stuff separately as per right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask you anyways, I was like, well, what do you do? Like now that you're married, because it's, again, it's so different for everyone. Like, you know, for example, I have friends that live with their partners. They're not necessarily married, but they live with their partners and they, you know, it doesn't matter how much each person makes, like they'll go half and half on like everything where like in my, my experience with, you know, my boyfriend, like we live together and like, you know, he makes more money than I do. So naturally, like we divide, you know, at least rent and all that stuff. Like we just try to make it an equal percentage so that it's fair, because if I'm making more, I mean, if I'm making less then I should be paying less, you know? I agree. I agree a hundred percent with that. Yes. Yeah. For sure. so, but that's a conversation that you have to have. doesn't mean it's wrong to pay half and half. Yeah. It needs to make sense on, with your partner or in that relationship, you know, like we'll like do other things. Like we do split like, like half and half, like our, like the utilities and stuff like that, groceries, things like that. Like, yes, that's an even split, but like he'll usually pay for like date nights and stuff like that, where I am more in charge of like the home decor, you know, and stuff. So like, it just has to work. 
Um, and as like, and like everything else is obviously separate. Like we have, you know, our investing, our savings, everything is separate, but we have talked about like, once we take the step to like be married, like things would change a little bit, but I think like a lot of those things would still stay separate. Like, you know, we're not going to join, I would have a joint account just for like our expenses, like our monthly stuff. Um, or maybe like, I would love to have, and we've talked about this is like, have like a joint account just for like travel, you know, where you just put money into like a travel account so that you can have, you have like the money to splurge once a year on vacation. Mm-hmm. That's great. Or um, obviously we would still keep like our 401ks, our emergency funds. I, I personally think like having a separate emergency account, saving account is smart. Like you, again, like it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you are going to divorce that person. It just puts you at a better place and in at peace of mind, you know, God forbid something happens to you specifically, like you don't want to jeopardize whatever your partner has been saving either. That's just the way I see it. And it works well, you know, um, and other thing that I feel like once, like, you know, I do take the step of like, starting to like do those finances together is like definitely opening up a, like a, like a joint account, but for like kids, because I personally want to have kids and there's so many options out there to like open like an investment account, like a long-term, you know, investment account before you even have kids. So that by the time your kid is 18, like me, I had to pay out of pocket for my college. I had to like, I struggled a lot, you know, um, obviously I'm a kid of immigrants, but I would love to have be able to give my kid the option when they're 18, like, here's what we've been saving for you. Obviously like it's going to be on you. We would prefer for it to go towards, you know, something that's useful but you give that responsibility to them and you just give them that money that you've been saving for over the years. And honestly, when you're saving little by little as a couple for so many years, like it's not as heavy, it's not so much of a burden, you know, you don't think about it like, oh my God, all this money, like it's just something that you get accustomed to. Yeah. I feel that the thing with couples, um, it's, I think people should do what makes everybody comfortable, you know? And if there is something that you feel uncomfortable with your partner you guys need to talk about it because you know nobody wants to be to feel being taken advantage that's sad you know and i i i see situations where the person like the man or the woman uh this person is like having 100 percent control of the money and like that makes the other person feel like hostage it's awful it shouldn't be like that and if it is like that like maybe if the person have zero control over money, like they need a therapist, you know, like something needs to 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 change because that's unhealthy. Somebody should be 100% in charge of your finances. Like you're not a child anymore. Like that's not okay. And, you know, have an honest conversation with your partner. I was like, hey, I'm not good with money. Can you please, please teach me? And like, we can do this together. Or like, hey, let's learn together and we can do better together. But also like you know be oblivious about your finances and then have somebody 100% taking care of everything like one day and you always hear these crazy stories like something crazy can happen and you have like no idea and you were completely blindsided like i have a friend that she's married and she has no idea about the finances like at the end of the year she just signs the the tax return and she not even reads and she she doesn't know anything 
And that worries me because I feel that that's like so irresponsible. Like, how can you not know what's going on? Like, how can you not know how much money is coming in and going out and what is it going to? Like, that's not okay. You know, and And especially when you have kids. Yeah, especially when you have kids. But I mean, I do think, again, like it needs to make sense to the couple if they come to that agreement and they're okay with it, fine. But, you know, the other thing about like people feeling weird about talking about having separate accounts, especially when they're married, right? Because when you're single or when you're in a relationship, but there's no like legal contract, it's much easier to be like, well, what's mine's mine, what's yours, yours. When you're married, you know, there is some things, some couples decide to keep things separate, which is completely fine as long as you're both on the same page or you join some accounts or every account or whatever, but also like getting offended about like, Oh, what do you, are you thinking of leaving me or things like that? Like, you know, people die, like your partner can die. And like, what are you going to do if you can't like, you don't know what's going on financially. You don't know the last payment or you don't know how to pay the mortgage or you don't know how to, you know, when your lease is up, if you have a car or, you know, little things like that. I just feel like people just focus on like, oh, if things go south, like in the relationship, like you're going to leave me, like, what are you thinking? And it's like, no, this person can die. You know, yes, there is the possibility they can cheat on you. They can leave you. They can all of all these things, but it's, it's more than that. And, you know, sometimes like I'm hopeful, like a lot of people, sometimes things don't work out and they're amicable and like, that's also a possibility. And you want to go through all of that stress and all that process of like separating your shit at that point. Like, no, like, you know, make it make sense. Like, but again, it has to make sense for the couple or it yourself. You have to be happy with it. Um, and that arrangement. And, but I feel that sometimes people just don't talk about money because, you know, if I don't, if I don't think about the problem, I don't have a problem. So this comes 100% from laziness. You know, like you don't want to confront the situation. It comes from laziness and or fear. Like, oh, I don't know what's going on. So, you know, I don't have a problem because I I, I don't know if I have a problem. Like, that's crazy. It's crazy to me. So before we got married, like, we actually signed a prenup. We have a prenup. And not rich at all like it's not like our parents is leaving us like you know millions and millions of dollars in a chateau in france like that's absolutely not at all the case but we both have been through divorce my divorce financially was like really easy and clean but his divorce was like a crazy mess and you know we were both i actually suggest like hey i want a prenom actually i wanted a prenom because i want to make sure that i would have 100 percent custody of my dog I know it sounds crazy and dumb, but like, no, that's but it doesn't what... though, because it's to what it's important to you. Like, yeah. I don't think that's dumb or stupid or anything. It needs to be, that's the thing. Like we all put ourselves in this little like box and this thing of like how things should be. And like, you get people to uh, give an opinion about your relationship when they're not in it. But like, what's important to you is not important to me yeah. and vice versa. Like, yeah no thank you I appreciate yeah no thank you I appreciate you saying that because you know sometimes I mention that and people like look at me weird and then I start getting you know I feel weird about it and it's like fuck off you know this is my life like I want to be 100% sure that my dog is my dog if God some you know God forbid something happened like he gotta be mine because I love him too much so that's the reason why I actually wanted a prenum and then like we found this website that we did our prenum online just 
me and him and he asked a bunch of questions like okay like in case of you guys divorce like who's gonna pay for credit cards i never thought about that before mm -hmm. but like i mean if we put everything on his credit card and then we get divorced and he has like fifty thousand dollar debt in credit card that i you spend you know let's say forty thousand of it holy shit that's not fair to him so we actually put it in there they're like everybody's gonna pay you know like their own thing so we keep that like very separate so a lot of things that the prenom asked us actually made us think about it which we wouldn't otherwise so i feel that it made us more conscious and responsible and aware which that's really all that you want is to be aware like hey i never thought about that but there is a possibility like let's talk about it and we did and it opened our you know like um it opened the communication to a lot of topics that we again never thought about it actually asked too like in case of um in case of um, health conditions, like who is who is responsible for that person's um, medical bills? You know, like a lot of things that, again, like we don't think about it because you don't think that you're going to die tomorrow because you're not 80 years old. But like you said, like we can die like right, right now. Like who's yeah, to and, say? And the other thing is like, I love it. Look, I'm all about positive thinking and everything's great. And obviously you never want to start a relationship or start a marriage thinking that at some point things are going to go sour, but who does that? Nobody, nobody gets married. Nobody starts a relationship thinking that you're going to break up. It just gradually happens. It happens yeah. life and it's part of life and you have to accept that. So I think like, if you feel that you need to protect yourself for what if in the future, I think that's totally fair. And I don't think that that's anybody else's business, but the conversations that you have with your partner and it needs to make sense for the both of you. And you have to be comfortable with that. And nobody else's opinion should matter ever because that's where you drop the ball. Like nobody's paying your bills. Nobody's in this relationship with you. Um, so why are you giving them even an explanation as to how you manage your, your money? It's exactly. not. Yeah. And I feel so much more secure in our relationship because you know we have that in black and white and everything you know i know if god forbid the day you know if we break up or whatever it's gonna be like easy situation exactly um, and only that but like also i know it's uncomfortable to talk about money it's always uncomfortable it's never like an easy conversation but once you get the conversation going it stops being weird and it actually connects you in a different way because it's like you know, you have to have some, you have to have so much trust in your relationship to talk about money, right? Because that's so personal. And it's scary. It's scary to because you at that point, you are talking about potentially breaking up or somebody dying or things like that. So it's uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, like, it's a conversation that needs to be had so that you can live with peace of mind, but also that you can you can know how to organize yourself and secure yourself for the future and your kids. If you have kids and stuff like that, I think that, you know, both of us have, I, you know, if you don't make a lot of money, that's fine, but you should still be saving a little bit for emergency funds. Even if that is $25 a week or something like that. Um, definitely. If you work for a company, a hundred percent use the 401k if you're capable of maxing out that 401k, 100% take advantage of that because that's money that you don't even see. You don't even see it get out of your paycheck. Like you don't realize it. It's per easy. And um, if you have a company that matches that 401k, 100% max it out because that's free money. So do that. 
Um, and like, I also have a Roth RIA, which is awesome. I think you can max out. I don't know what the max is this year. I think it's 6,000, 6, yeah, 6,500 yeah. or something. Yeah. So that's something also, you know, and that the good thing about Roth RIAs is that they don't even like tax you at the end. So they're taxing you from the beginning. So when you go and take out your money, when you're, you know, 50 or 55 or whatever age you're able to like take it out again, I'm not an finance expert, but, um, the taxes won't it's not like a 401k. Well, the taxes will be taken out. The Roth RA won't, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, and then the other thing like that I love that I think that it's super helpful. And I didn't know about this until like, obviously COVID and like, you know, moving in with like my boyfriend, but, um, investing, like you were saying, like I, I now invest in index funds and that's like long-term investments. And yeah, it's kind of like boring because you're not seeing your return right away, but it's money that it's there. And that I know for a fact that when, by the time I want to retire, like it'll triple, you know? So that's amazing. And I, I do Vanguard, but there's all, there's fidelity. There's other, like, there's other banks you can do it with as well. Exactly. Just, just start, you know, informing yourself and being aware of what's around you and you're going to find something that works for you. And this, Brings me to this quote from Warren Buffett, who, I mean, he's a self-made billionaire. I mean, his books are amazing. If you have the opportunity to read his books or just the letter to the investors that he has every year, it's so insightful. Not just about finances, but just really about life. Like this man, I I think he's amazing. And he say in this quote, the best investment you can make is an investment in yourself. The more you learn, the more you will earn. Like, oh, wow. And then this other quote that I really like, say, my goal is to build a life I don't need a vacation from. Yes. Yeah. I think that that's, that's the main thing, right? I feel like it's not so much about being a, a millionaire or a billionaire or whatever. It's not so much about the money, really. It isn't. It's about money buys your freedom. It buys your, you time, you know, you're able to like enjoy life more, um, whatever that is to you. Like it, it could be different to, to you, Mila. It could be different to me. It could be different to somebody else. Like some people don't like to travel. Some people like to splurge on like, and they have like a million Louis Vuittons and that, that makes them happy. But you know what? That makes you rich. That alone makes you rich because that's something that you enjoy. And that's fine. You don't need to have millions upon millions of dollars. You just have to have the right amount to get the things that make you happy or do the things that make you happy. Um, and eventually you you know, like I never thankfully out of, because I've been so good with, you know, keeping myself financially stable, I never have to worry about getting fired from a job, you know? So that gives me so much power. That's, that's on itself is wealth. You know, I never have to worry about like, oh my God, well, if I get fired tomorrow, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. No, I, I know that I'm, I'm going to be okay. Like it's never going to be a problem. Like I'm not struggling, you know, because I'm so prepared for it. I'm prepared yes. for it. And I know that it's there and that gives me peace of mind. And not one time have I regretted, oh, I, I shouldn't have saved it. I should have like spent it on something. Never. Oh my God. That is never, I, I have never ever in my life met somebody that say, oh, I regret saving money. Like that's not a thing. No. I regret saving money. That is no such thing. And I also think that's important for you to bring up this point of like, you know, having savings account gives you the security to quit your job or, you know, having power 
towards your career. I feel the same thing in regards to relationships. Like how many women I know that are in a shitty ass relationship because they don't have money to leave. That's so sad. That is so sad. I grew up with some women like that because obviously Hispanic women, that's very common. You know, you depend on your husband and he does whatever he wants and you just stay because you don't have anywhere to go. You don't have any money and forget about it. Like when you don't have money and you feel like you're going to lose the lifestyle that you're living or, you know, you feel like you're going to not have the next you it takes your confidence. It takes your confidence away. It takes your security. You know, it kind of eats out your soul. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't matter how much money you're making as much, as long as you're making money, you should be saving some of it because that adds up. If you stay consistent with saving a little bit here and a little bit there every week, make it every week, or maybe make it every month. Maybe every month you just put away a hundred bucks you know, a hundred bucks for a lot of people is a lot of money. And like, it adds up. What is that at the end of the year? $1,200. That could be a lot of money at some, at some point in your life, you know, and like the years go by so quickly and you don't realize. And by the time you blink, it's been five years and you already have, you know, over 10 grand on your, on your account. And imagine if you're investing that, that triples (laughs) at some point. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's so, just taking the little, the t- little steps always make you go further in life. Fact. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we hope you guys enjoy our episode. Please share with us on social media. Like, what are your strategies? We would love to learn from you. Maybe you guys can let us know something that you do, and I would embrace it and do it in my life as well. Same. We're always learning. So like, obviously, everybody's perspective of things are so different. So like Mila said, like, we would love to hear what you're saying. Again, we're on on, on Instagram at mama.relaxwith2xs. So we will look forward to that. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.